free thinking, innovative, and totally open minded. Tommy Nation Politics. This tape contains the last recorded words of David Koresh. It's taken from telephone conversations between David Koresh and the FBI negotiators. It was recorded by the government, and the tapes were recently released by the Justice Department. And I never thought anything like this could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. From the beginning, the Democrats spied on my They attacked me through the onslaught of fortune and investigation. Russia, Russia, Russia. just a sample of the audiobook. Nelson Rockefeller stared into a sea of hate. Standing at the podium of the Republican National Convention of 1964, the 56-year-old patrician politician who symbolized dynastic American power and wealth was enveloped by waves of anger emanating from the party faithful. Delegates and activists assembled in the Cow Palace on the outskirts of San Francisco hurled boos and catcalls at the New York governor. 
He was the enemy. His crime, representing the liberal Republican establishment that, to the horror of many in the audience, had committed two unpardonable sins. First, in the aftermath of Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal, these turncoat, weak-kneed Republicans had dared to acknowledge the need for big government programs to address the problems and challenges of an industrialized and urbanized United States. Second, they had accepted the reality that the Cold War of the new nuclear age demanded a nuanced national security policy predicated on a carefully measured combination of confrontation and negotiation. Worse, Rockefeller had tried to thwart the hero of the moment, Barry Goldwater, the arch-conservative senator from Arizona, the libertarian decrier of government, the tough-talking scolder of America's moral rot, and the hawkish proponent of military might who had advocated the limited use of nuclear arms. Rockefeller, a grandson of billionaire robber baron John D. Rockefeller, had competed for the presidential nomination against Goldwater, but his campaign had been subsumed. magnificent young lives and far too many to mention that are so badly hurt with the loss of arms and legs and facial obliteration. The most embarrassing time in our country's history, in my opinion. By the right wing's takeover of the party. Still, at this late stage on July 14th, the second night of Goldwater's coronation, Rockefeller and other moderate Republican dead-enders were praying for a last-minute political miracle that would rescue their party from the conservative fringe, the kooks, as they were widely called. This tape contains the last recorded words of David Koresh. It's taken from telephone conversations between David Koresh and the FBI negotiators it was recorded by the government, and the tapes were recently released by the Justice Department. The tape has two segments. The first is from April 16th, uh, Friday. It's from the wee hours of the morning, and David is just optimistically reported to the FBI negotiator that he's finished the first chapter or segment of his manuscript on the seven seals of the Book of Revelation. He had pledged on the previous Wednesday and sent out a signed legal agreement that he would exit the Mount Carmel Center upon completion of the manuscript. The tone of the conversation is quite optimistic and upbeat, both from David's side and from the side of the FBI listening to his uh, report. This evening, they were taking one final stab at keeping those kooks at bay. Clenching his square jaw, Rockefeller had hit the stage with an immediate task to speak in favor of a proposed amendment to the Republican Party platform denouncing extremism, specifically that of the Communist Party, 
the Ku Klux Klan, and the ultra-conservative red-baiting John Birch Society. The Platform Committee, controlled by Goldwater loyalists, had rejected this resolution, yet the moderates hadn't given up. On the opening night of the convention, Governor Mark Hatfield of Oregon had declared, There are bigots in this nation who spew forth their venom of hate. They parade under hundreds of labels, including the Communist Party, the Ku Klux Klan, and the John Birch Society. They must be overcome. That was not the predominant sentiment within the Cow Palace. Hatfield was met with a barrage of hisses and boos. He later called the response frightening and reflected, It spoke to me not merely of strong political disagreement, but of a spiteful kind of enmity, waiting to be unleashed to destroy anyone seen as the enemy, domestic or foreign. The delegates were strident anti-communists. Many feared evil Reds were subverting the government and the nation's most revered institutions. And for them, Goldwater was the leader of a do-or-die crusade against leftism. Teacher, they would eagerly back a resolution reviving communism. And good, though Jesus the grand revived, old party founded a century earlier by anti-slavery politicians was now actively command. moving to court the racist southern voters replied, opposed to desegregation and civil rights, they might steal, disavow the Klan. But including the John Birch Society in this lineup of extremists All these I've kept, to be deplored the young man said. was a Subtle at Jesus all answered. dig at Goldwater if you want to be perfect, and his go sell fanatic your followers. And give to the poor, Everyone in the room knew in what heaven. and who and this resolution was aimed at. When the young man heard this, he Founded in 1958 by Robert Welch, a one-time candy manufacturer. This as he prepares to fly on Monday evening to New York City, where he will stay overnight at his old residence in Trump Tower. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Tuesday, he will take his I tell you the truth. Four miles south, downtown, to the criminal it is hard for a rich man to enter the he kingdom of heaven. But whether he takes a mugshot is yet to be determined. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Peter answered him, We have left everything to follow you. What things will they do for us? Hush money payment to Stormy Daniels. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. At the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. But the specific and everyone are still secret. who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much. It seems to me a strange thing. I'm saying that when I get through writing these and they're given to my attorney mm -hmm. and my attorney hands them over, what's the two uh, theologians' names? Uh, Philip Arnold and Jim Tabor. 
because you've shown that they have a sincere interest in these things, you see, then I can spend all my time in jail and people go and ask me all the stupid questions because they're not going to ask me about this. They're going to say, do you molest young ladies? Have you eaten babies? Do you sacrifice people? Do you make automatic weapons? Do you have bombs? That's what they're going to be interested in. That's why you need to get it done before you leave there. That's why I'm going to complete They only need a small excuse to put us all away. We're going to be dominant within six months, more than any other nation times two. We had this all just three years ago, our raging crime statistics. If you look in Democrat-run cities, numbers the likes of which we have never seen before, the open threats by various countries of the use of nuclear weapons. The masses have never thirsted after truth. They turn aside from evidence that is not to their taste, preferring to deify error if error seduced them. Whoever can supply them with illusions is easily their master. Whoever attempts to destroy their illusions is always their victim. According to the psychologist Carl Jung, the greatest threat to civilization lies not with the forces of nature, nor with any physical disease but with our inability to deal with the forces of our own psyche. We are our own worst enemies, or as the Latin proverb puts it, man is a wolf to man. In Civilization in Transition, Jung states that this proverb is a sad yet eternal truism, and our wolf-like tendencies come most prominently into play at those times of history when mental illness becomes the norm rather than the exception in a society a situation which Jung termed a psychic epidemic. Something never mentioned or discussed by outside nations during the Trump administration in which could very well lead under the Biden administration's leadership to an all-out nuclear world war three. It could happen. We're not very far away from it, believe it or not. An economy that has been crippled by the biggest inflation we have seen in more than 60 years. And a military that I used to defeat ISIS in four weeks. I said it would take four years, four weeks, to kill al-Baghdadi and Soleimani. It has now gone woke at the top levels by trying to indoctrinate everyone down to the lowest ranking patriot. Indeed, it is becoming ever more obvious, he writes, that it is not famine, not earthquakes, not microbes, not cancer, but man himself who is man's greatest danger to man, for the simple reason that there is no adequate protection against psychic epidemics, which are infinitely more devastating than the worst of natural catastrophes. In this video, we are going to explore the most dangerous of all psychic epidemics, the mass psychosis. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today?
the search for a life of meaning, love, the capacity for transformation. Those forces are ones that make us stop and become introspective and think and, and look within ourselves to see who we are and where we're going. And that's what any totalitarian state seeks to crush. And yet we kind of blissfully have checked out A mass psychosis is an epidemic of madness, and it occurs when a large portion of a society loses touch with reality and descends into delusions. Such a phenomenon is not a thing of fiction. Two examples of mass psychoses are the American and European witch hunts of the 16th and 17th centuries, and the rise of totalitarianism in the 20th century. During the witch hunts, thousands of individuals, mostly women, were killed not for any crimes they committed but because they became the scapegoats of societies gone mad. In some Swiss villages, writes Francis Hill, there were scarcely any women left alive after the frenzy had finally burned itself out. When a mass psychosis occurs, the results are devastating. Jung studied this phenomenon and wrote that the individuals who make up the infected society become morally and spiritually inferior. They sink unconsciously to an inferior intellectual level. They become more unreasonable, irresponsible, emotional, erratic, and unreliable. But many who are first will be last. And many who are last will be first. The way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus came to them with the authority in heaven that had been given unto him. And he said, All authority on heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that they have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the age. Matthew 28, 18-20 what the world is, guys? A whole bunch of illusions. A whole bunch of disappointments. 
All bunch of lies. Manipulation. He calls it sandy. Most people that believed in the Bible they would talk about how it's uh, absence from God. Corruption. Starvation. Exploitation. What's the cause? Sin. Funny, you guys. Person that uh, was supposed to save us from that, his name was Jesus. Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father, but through me. Jesus said he was the truth. He said the truth was absolute. No one comes through the Father, but through him. And uh, the truth, that means, is... Uh, Sorry to, sorry to Marianne Williamson's uh, chagrin. Not, truth is not a kaleidoscope. Truth is a mirror of what really happened. And it's absolute. And that means, guys, if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light, truth is absolute. It's the mirror to reality. That means, guys, that means um, truth is important. It means truth is, uh, it's one of his, uh, characteristics, Jesus Christ. It's funny, guys, how Donald Trump, this whole thing with Donald Trump, it, it's not, it, it hasn't failed to, uh, Donald Trump is also a mirror. He's a mirror to the Christians, the people that call themselves Christians, guys. People that talk about Jesus. They talk about Jesus. And then uh, their greatest fears, unlike Jesus' fear, because Jesus' fear was people weren't going to be hungry. People were going to be hungry, you know? That's why he made loads of visions. He was afraid people weren't going to be thirsty. That's why he made, he turned the water to wine. Your concern, though, you Jesus believers, y'all's concern is uh, drag queens being uh, reading stories to kids. Your concern is to prop up an elitist philanderer who disrespected his family, and exploited someone less than him, Stormy Daniels, to prop him up and carve uh, and use her uh, NDA, her her letter to try to uh, taint her uh, taint her story that she had sex with uh, Donald Trump. And like literally, guys, it's just so pathetic, guys. Because not only are you like. I don't know if you guys know about power dynamics. Y'all know about quid pro quo? Probably not, because Donald Trump got impeached for that. So quid pro quo has been like um, people in power. They have uh, leverage over a person to make them do things that they would normally do. Coerce them. That's what Donald Trump did, guys. That's what he did when he, sat, when he made her sign an NDA. He coerced her. Don't talk about me fucking you when Melania's pregnant. Go ahead and sign that shit or there will be hell. And she thought there would be hell because Donald's elite. He's an idol. He's the opposite of Jesus. He's not truthful. He's not patient or kind. He envies. He boasts. He's proud. He's rude. He's self-seeking. He's the opposite of love and Jesus. So it's funny, guys, that's um, this whole story of you uh, trying to distract from... Uh, the fact that uh, he's a philandering, absolutely uh, heartless narcissist who's probably a sociopath 
and has fucked his kids up beyond repair. Have you seen him? Obviously, guys, this guy is not, uh, he's not very Jesus resembling Trump. But you guys will go through it because of your bandwagon mentality or because you feel some strong connection to this guy. You'll forsake your own Jesus Christ and his characteristics to literally go out of your way to, uh, to, uh, try to accuse someone who is a, uh, uh, a service, uh, a sex, a sex person. Like, like Mary Magdalene. You think Jesus would go after Mary Magdalene like that? I'd be like, oh, she's a hooker. She doesn't know what she's saying. Of course he fucking gave her hush money. Of course he wrote it off of his taxes. So you guys are talking about distractions and Joe Biden. Let me tell you this, guys. You're distracting from a whole shitload of, of like incredibly rancid, smelly shit morals, morality. Your morality is fucking fucked. Trump fucked your morality, guys. If you can go, if you can talk about Jesus, go to church on Sundays. Be so worried about his law that you're going to fucking harass gay people. But then you're going to go out of your way and you're going to accuse her of uh, writing a false letter. Even though Michael Cohen said, his lawyer, who he was a felon now, he hates him now. That's what always happens when you're fucking working with Donald Trump. You go to jail or you get fired or you get deported. Yeah, so, or you get cheated on. So guys, <laughs> I just want to like place that with you guys. I just want to place with you the just the thought that How about, um, what, what is it G uh, Judas said about Mary Magdalene? These people shouldn't be here in your uh, presence. And he said the kingdom of heaven is for the presence of such as these. So, guys, um, and, oh, did he mention Donald Trump, though, in that? He said, no, he actually said uh, it's easier for the uh, camel to go through the eye of a needle than to inherit the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus really said, fuck you, Trump. Now a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey the commands. Which ones? The man inquired. Jesus replied, Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. And love your neighbor as yourself. All these I've kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man this heard this, Trump he went away sad, because he had great wealth. This as he prepares to fly on Monday evening to New York City, where he will stay overnight at his old residence in Trump Tower. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. Four miles south downtown, the criminal court it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. But whether he takes a mugshot is yet to be determined. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man, 
This is impossible. Ron DeSantis, who on Saturday but with God, defense, the law has been weaponized all things are possible. Purposes. Peter the answered him, we have left everything to follow Trump, you. Stemming from the what things will they have for us? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. At the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. But the specific and everyone are still who has left houses Tuesday, or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much. Be a strange thing, mystifying, that a man like you can waste his time on women of her kind. Yes, I can understand that she amuses. But to let her kiss you and stroke your hair, that's hardly in your line. It's not that I object to her profession, but she doesn't fit in well with what you teach and say. It doesn't help us if you're inconsistent. They only need a small excuse to put us all away and um it, so like i just want to say guys if jesus was here with you today and you were talking about oh jesus i love jesus i'll meet you at the fucking finish line and he's all truthful and stuff like that he's trying to worry about people's welfare and stuff like that you're harassing people and stuff like that <laughs> he would probably say something like um get to the lake of evil or lake of fire i don't know it gets foggy in revelation guys but it's really clear to me, guys, what's going to happen. Uh, like, so the institutions of our country have degraded, no repair. And now Trump is literally finishing off your morality. I just want you to know that. How about this isn't about Trump or Biden? How about this isn't about Biden's laptops? This is not about Trump's. Uh, uh, that's his uh, indictment. But y'all's indictment, y'all have an indictment as well. And your indictment is um, your morality is fucked. And you are not who you say you are. Just let, let y'all know. If you're going to treat people and sex work that way, unlike Jesus, if you're going to go out of your way for a rich prick to try to get away with not only cheating on his taxes, but coercing someone who is a sex worker, it just stinks quiet because he doesn't want Malaya to know he cheated on her. Guys, if you just say the truth out loud, you, you fucking ugly, guys, and your morality is shit. And if you're going to say Jesus, I'm going to be Jesus at the finish line, Jesus will be like, fuck you. I will not be at any line you'll be at. I'll be at the line with Mary Magdalene. I'll be at the line with truth. I'll be at the line with uh, justice. I'll be at the line with sacrifices, love. I'll be in the line with uh, salvation, empathy, fishers of men. And you'll be in the line with the, uh, the men who, uh, who, who, uh, scan the, 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 the fishes. And then literally all the fishermen are poor because he raised, uh, he raised taxes, uh, well, he didn't raise taxes. He lowered taxes for the rich and it caused them to try to have more growth profits, which outsourced our jobs because they, they do like, you know, minimum wage. Why do we need to pay that? That's a controllable cost. We could just go to Malaysia for five cents an hour. That labor, labor cut, profits increased. 
winning. Yeah, you'll be in that line, guys. That line in the Bible. Y'all should read the Bible. You hear about what God says about that line, guys. It's a whole long thing about, the, you know, read the Beatitudes. Try to read the Bible, guys, while you're, while you're literally doing this shit. I just want to let y'all know, I was shaming you guys. I just want to let y'all know, morality, you know, morally. You know, back in the day, I thought you were like, uh, your shit meant something. I thought like you actually believed in the Bible. I thought you believed in God. But it turns out you don't believe in God at all. Because everything you're doing is like literally the exact opposite of what you say he is. And it's, it's, it's no longer like, it's no longer acceptable or like necessary for me to continue to pretend that you actually are what you say you are. If you believe in Jesus Christ, like you're so far from Jesus Christ by now, guys, I just want to let you know, your idols, Trump, and your political parties that are uh, also idols, they literally destroyed you. You should probably, you should, you should probably try to like, oh, this is a warning for you guys. You should probably try to literally fix that. Because I mean, it's no longer about the Democrats, Republicans now, guys. It's literally about you and how literally, how far your morality has literally been destroyed. You're so far away from Jesus. I'm not even a Christian, guys. I'm just telling you, you know. I'm not. I don't even believe in this. I never did. But you guys are literally just not even not believing it. You're literally just like doing the opposite of it to an intense level, guys. So I can no longer just like be like. So this is what you, Jesus is, and you're, you're like, yeah. This is when he protects the rich guy and like fucks the a sex worker and makes sure a fucking uh, trying to like not talk about. How Donald cheated on his wife while she was pregnant and coerced a sex worker and to stay quiet. Think about that, guys. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. It's just such a shame. There's no way you can get out of this either. It's just so disgusting now, guys. Just like Joe and Hunter. You guys are even more disgusting. Oh, it's crazy. Anyway, so uh, I went up on, you know, a long alone indictment of you but um i'm just letting you know guys before thinking innovative open-minded and um it's just really interesting how i'm gonna look at my friends people that i, that I talk to in, in my world this is how i'm gonna change it this is the solution guys. i'm gonna walk up to you guys that are literally acting the opposite of your you know beliefs and ideology and, and spiritual let's say you can either be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out. You can't be saying that you're a Christian and then support a philandering, uh, exploitative prick. Okay, you can't do that anymore. It's just, uh, no, it's not happening, bro. You can either be hot or cold. Either you support Donald Trump or, you're, or you support Jesus Christ. You cannot, you cannot support both. You're not going to be able to have your cake and eat it too. Put your bootstraps on, guys. It's not happening. Okay? I hope I made my point clear. No longer letting you guys get away with it. You guys cannot be Jesus Christ and Donald Trump at the same time. You can't be defending of law and order and then turn around when the law and order indicts Donald Trump and be like, oh, banana republic. Stop being ridiculous. And you don't fix yourself. You're fucking sick. Y'all are sick in the head. And I thought you believed this shit. You really, you know, you did it one time. That Jesus was the way, the truth, the life. How do you believe Trump? How do you believe Trump didn't 
do the things that he put on his taxes. Even though he do. Oh god, I'm just fucking cool with it. I'm just like, you know. What the world is, guys. tragedy presently gone unnoticed or purposefully ignored at this point even as a non-christian i have gradually observed with consistent luminescent transparency how supporting donald trump as he exploits and coerces the last and least regarded in our society has become an issue acknowledged unmentioned disregarded Without analysis, the truth will set you free. You will know the tree by the fruit. Uh, this one, I just saw this, and I'm calling her out on this one because I think half the time these politicians on both sides just looking for a fucking soundbite. Marjorie Taylor Greene tweets out on October 30th, 10:30 a.m. Cannabis is linked psychosis. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Cannabis linked psychosis is a serious problem that we cannot ignore. I've talked to many police that say they have seen a rise in crime since marijuana has been legalized in many places. <clears throat> hey, MTG, you're full of fucking shit. Any cop who told you that, they're, they're like those cops that are Barney Fife, and they, uh, they're like, they've never seen anything before, right? You get a barking dog call is the highlight of their day, and all of a sudden it's, there's weed, there's weed, oh my god! I'm gonna tell you something. So I worked in an area that was in between Milwaukee and Chicago, right? Northwest suburbs of uh, of Chicago. And um, you know, when I first got, when I first tested there, I, I was an anomaly. I got hired the, for four weeks after I dropped off my first application. And uh, my uncle, who was a lieutenant down at the uh, Cabrini Green uh, Firehouse in Chicago from the 70s and the 80s, looked at me after he found out where I was going. He's like, "Do you know where you're going?" I'm like. No, I, I, not really, whatever. It turns out that um, when Cabrini Green was being knocked down, that a lot of the transplants went up to our areas, right? But anyways, I digress. So we got a lot of the element that Chicago and Milwaukee chased out. We ranged everything from barking dog calls to women stabbed 90 times to people shot. And this, I mean, we, we I've seen, I was, it's a horrible thing to say. I was blessed as a patrol officer to see a lot of shit that no human being should see. So that being said, um, when I went to the academy, yes, cannab weed was vilified. Cannabis, pot, weed, marijuana. I don't give a shit what you want to call it. Uh, and I will never forget the day I was on FTO, field training. I was in phase three. So it was afternoons, three to 11s. I did midnights first, then days and afternoons. And um, with my, uh, my FTO, did I pull over a car? Oh my God! You ever see those little kids that they say they go hunting with their parents, and then the kid shoots a deer, and then afterwards the kids got like that. Oh, I just shot a buck. That was me. I'm 26 years old. I get my first weed arrest, and I'm like, Oh my God! I got a bag of cannabis. Can I tell you something? 
was a cop from 2001 to 2019. Do you know how many fucking problems I saw people who were stoned on weed? One. One. The guy was driving. He was the only car on the road at one o'clock in the morning. And he overcorrected on icy road and kind of skid in uh, and caused a one car, single car accident. And he was stoned. That is the only time in the history of uh, my career as a police officer that I saw weed as a problem. And I've done no knock warrants. I've done CI saw searches. I've, oh my God, the shit we've done. I wrote 40 DUIs my last uh, year on. One of the, uh, uh, and I, nine of them were, were cannabis because the way the law reads is any amount of intoxicating compounds in this. So you'd walk up to somebody, you go, I smell weed in the car. Did you, uh, did you smoke a joint today? I did. How long ago? About an hour ago. Step out of the car, please. You're under arrest for DUI. The way the law was written, right? So, and I, I understand, I've talked about this. I know how many lives I've ruined for this shit because of performance evaluations, i.e. quotas that we had. But I'm gonna tell you guys firsthand, I've never, ever, ever had anybody violent in any form whatsoever. And I'm talking all the way going back to the broken window theory, right? Never had anybody stone say, Dude, I need my fix. I need my fix of weed, so I gotta go out and rob somebody so I can get the money to buy my bag of weed. Never fucking seen it. Alcohol? I've seen more horror in alcohol than anything else. And that includes Coke, heroin. Heroin, people shoot up and then they're just, you know, they're passed out in their car and you're hoping to God you don't have to, uh, to revive them with Narcan. Coke? Dude, yeah, people talk really fast. Yeah, sometimes they fight, but alcohol, there is nothing. There is no single contribute. And this is why, I can't, like Sheriff Grady, uh, or just Sheriff Grady Judd from uh, uh, Florida, who talks about how cannabis, you know, marijuana is the gateway drug and everything. I've, every case I've ever talked to somebody that has done the harder drugs, I've talked to them, and they said, you know, it's, it's marijuana they started with. Yeah, you know, he, he said that years ago. My comment to him on a, on a thread was, um, did you interview any of them and ask him how many have ever had a beer? Indeed, a harvest of fruit has begun in every preceding political or social moment. A routine outwards inspection of yielded harvest fruit declares that Donald John Trump and Jesus Christ are clear epitomized illustrations thusly espousing divergent philosophies. In regard to morality, in regard to spiritual values, presently I'm shocked to observe that this willingness to smear or delegitimize a sex worker, a sex worker, in order to prop up or abed some trust fund billionaire philandering narcissist, game show host. It just illustrates to me the age-old metaphor that Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees, you have eyes, but you do not see. You have ears, but you do, you do not hear. Honestly, this deviation from Bible teaching is probably, in my opinion, the most un-Jesus, most bootlicking, most of this world, secular betrayal of the teachings that Jesus Christ taught in the Bible. You wish to aid some privileged elite 
at evading consequences for uh, criminal charges that he was recently indicted for. The minute law and order indicts Donald Trump, you become lawless. You become disorderly. What the actual fuck? Not acceptable. Anti-Christian. You are not a follower of Christ. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, they will have honor. John 12, 26. And that is supposedly the truth, guys. The king shall say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom of heaven. Prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Matthew 25, 36. Uh, in, co in conclusion, guys, we must turn away from our false gods. Repent for the wickedness of sinful idolatry. Cease from enabling corrupt evil men to accomplish their selfish schemes. For he that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker, but he that honoreth him Mercy on the poor, or the least, shall be rewarded. Proverbs 14.31 Seldom I've seen since the old days of slavery, or the implementation of uh, homosexual torture via gay conversion therapy, the utter dissident straying from the heavenly path, more blatant, more outrageously hypocritical, not seeming too cognitively registered on this insane moral hypocrisy level. In conclusion, guys... As someone who still sacredly reveres the awesome power which manifests from the absolute truth, I must respectfully, but I must assertively and concerningly call you out. I'm calling you out on your audacity, your insanely hypocritical audacity of believing that you could claim you are a Christian while simultaneously acting the total opposite of Christ. It's become an overwhelming scenario, too aggressive to ignore. It's a trespass against the heavens' mandates towards humanity and his beloved creation, God's beloved creation, which he made in his image. Put not forth thyself in the presence of the king and stand not in place of great men. Proverbs 25, standing in the places amongst the principalities of this world. They're not a reflection of you. They're not the betterment of the nation. As John the Baptist warned King Herod, and I warn you, if you truly believe in him, in him, then you must beware. Beware. For it is staunchly conveyed as libel blasphemy in the book of life. Truly, misrepresenting this in vain, in the name of Jesus Christ, shall not go unpunished by eternal damnation. Judgment. The end of times. You cannot attempt to distract from your sinful idolatry by attempting to showcase the eye speck of the Democratic Party dishonesty. But Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. You are either of him or you have chosen the plank in your own eye. So it's perfectly clear. You can't serve two masters, Christians. You can either be hot or cold. 
Sorry, my dudes. Sorry, my dudes. You are from below. He is from above. You are of this world. He is not from this world. If you do not believe in that, you will die. Indeed, die of your sins. John 26. If you are lukewarm, you shall soon be spit out. Is Donald Trump worth that? Well, guys, I guess I'm going to have to find out. Truly sad. Combination politics. The shared psychosis of Donald Trump and his loyalists. Have caught the eye of forensic psychiatrists like Bandy X. Lee, which she explains the outgoing president's pathological appeal and how to wean people from it. Supporters listen at the Waco rally as he uh, indulges himself in his uh, distractions from his uh, criminal offenses. He incites protests in some of the grimmest moments in the dark chapters of the nation's history. And his protesters and lackeys know of Trump's roles and his response to them. And they come as little surprise because of his character and integrity. And uh, indeed, people like Lee have been studying the president's mental fitness and the psychology of his most ardent followers since he took office. And, um, you know, she's part of the World Mental Health Coalition, the World Mental Health Coalition, which uh, in in, in it, she led a group of psychiatrists, psychologists, and other specialists who questioned Donald Trump's fitness for office in a book that she uh, edited called The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump. Uh, 27 psychiatrists and mental health experts assess a president. In doing so, Lee and her colleagues strongly rejected the American Psychiatric Association's modification of a 1970s-era guideline known as the Goldwater Rule. The Goldwater Rule. That discouragedly uh, kept psychiatrists from giving a professional opinion about public figures who they have not met, examined in person. Whenever the Goldwater Rule is mentioned, we should refer back to the Declaration of Geneva, which mandates that physicians speak up against destructive governments. Uh, that's what Lee said in her uh, paper, such as the experience of Nazism. Nazism? Trump's America. The soul of America. It's badly damaged. Has Joe Biden come to heal the soul of America? I think not. I think that yet was another wave of psychosis from the other side. And it is clear that we are experiencing a wholly nationwide epidemic of psychosis. And these insights from uh, the Scientific American and Brandy X. Lee from the Mental Health Organization, they're taking new and renewed importance as a growing number of current and former leaders call for Trump to be impeached, call for Biden to uh, step down from office. And um, the immediate removal from, from office of these uh, traitors of our country, these tyranny, low-life, scumbag puppets of the rich, Need to, need to, it needs to come post-haste. Trump's destructive behavior for what drives some of his followers is going to be uh, an epic driving force in whatever comes after him, whatever's next. Why get these criminals out of office? The reasons are multiple, varied, 
The narcissistic symbiosis refers to the development that makes the leader-follower relationship magnetic, attractive. It causes the rise of totalitarianism in the future. When such wounded individuals are given positions of power, they arouse similar pathology of a population and a lock-step key relationship is established, forming a shared psychosis, induced delusions, infectious symptoms of heightening existential warning threats. The only thing that could happen for the betterment of our society, the impact of positive nature of our society, is to have the removal of exposure from propagandists and puppets of the rich like Donald Trump and like Joe Biden. The destructiveness is a core characteristic of mental pathology that clarifies mental illness and more dangerously enough, mental pathology accompanied by the criminal-mindedness of these puppets of the rich. They are the textbook scenario for the nature of violence. They are an impulse not ignored. They are violence that erupts to help compensate for the feelings of powerlessness, inadequacy, lack of real productivity, lack of truth. The expert on psychology of Donald Trump and his supporters say uh, their behavior can be explained by a narcissistic symbiosis and shared psychosis. And I, I believe, guys, I believe that uh, on both sides, it's both. Trump, for one hand, is certainly of an autocratic disposition because of his extreme narcissism. He, didn't, he does not allow for equality of others or democracy of thought. He smears the leftists and the radical leftists. His fragility is manifested with extreme intolerance of reality. It does not fit with the wishful view of the world. He's predisposed to psychotic spirals due to his narcissistic symbiosis. And the record, let the record show his interactions with people, such as the Georgia State Secretary, nearly confirm his delusions that his systematic analysis of the world is psychotic. How can we promote the healing of our nation? I outlined, guys, that this socioeconomic deprivation, this great injury and anger and redirectable energy for hatred, which Trump has harnessed and stoked from manipulation and use, is still a basic tenet of our characteristic in America today. And it needs to be acknowledged and it needs to be dealt with. As supporters listen as President Trump speaks during a Save America rally, not long after the Capitol building insurrection, we see, like I say, a grimmest, most dark moment, a chapter in our nation's history, a time when our supposed or alleged religious figures and followers of Christ and Christian religion fall in fitness to an idol known as Donald Trump and the system which curtails their civil liberties and it has uh, taken the reins of government and carved for themselves from the very engines that which brought them to unjust dominion, a tyranny of their own making. Must we ignore the Goldwater rule? 
or shall we speak up against the destructive government? That's declaration has more and more been a assessment of the future in totalitarian uh, dystopian futures. I call for the immediate removal from office of both of these people, Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden, for the betterment of our America, to promote the general welfare, and uh, to lay at rest the sanctity of humanity. Humanity. I was going to say manity for a second, guys. The reasons are multiple, guys. The reasons are varied. The public service is lacked. The oaths have been reneged upon. The selflessness of a civil servant has all but uh, been uh, empty. And we're hungry for adulation and uh, the showcasing of our issues. This pathology in the population that creates a lock-key-step relationship, this shared psychosis, which is called folie a million, madness for millions, is on a national level inducing delusion. Delusions of grandeur and nationalism from the right wing. Delusions of power and collective uh, action. Delusions of those things on the left. This seems to gravitate towards a violence, a destruction. And as I said before, this is a core characteristic of mental pathology. And people think it's the guns that are driving people to mass shootings and violence, tendencies of a non-caring of human others, no uh, resorting to love or respect or fear. This intolerable loss of respect, a rejection of our morality by a nation, in and of itself, is a dangerous symptom of American psychosis. This is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics, and um, I'm quoting uh, some journals, scientific journals from the Mental Health Organization and the Scientific American Journal by uh, Tafin Koskin Getty. Tafin Koskin. Getty Images, Scientific American Journal. Uh, be free-thinking, innovative, and open-minded. Have a great night, and just try to think about these issues that I'm raising and have a personal examination and of the evidence and of the likelihood of these fragile moments manifesting in extreme intolerance of reality, predisposing itself to totalitarianism and rocking once more, all of human civilization into a systematic, chaotic, dystopian future. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today?